0: Hey guys! I have to tell you about this all in one shake that I'm freaking loving. It's called Kachava. I love saying it. It's actually hands down the best thing that I've found to help me get all my essential nutrients into one day. Kachava is the all in one superfood shake made up of high quality plant based nutrients. It's got greens, superfruits, plant proteins, antioxidants, adaptogens, probiotics. In other words, literally everything that your body craves to feel your best. And I know what you're thinking, something that good for me cannot possibly taste good. Mm, wrong. That's where Kachava really earns their over 52,000 five-star reviews. It actually tastes freaking amazing. It's very creamy and smooth, and it comes together with just water. And it comes in five delicious flavors. Personally, vanilla and chai are my personal favorites, but it also comes in chocolate, matcha, and coconut acai, which I still need to try. Some people like to drink it as part of a healthy breakfast or lunch, and other people love it as a protein packed snack before or after a workout. It's really perfect for that because it has 25 grams of plant protein per serving. Personally, I like to add mine to my overnight oats. I add a scoop and I mix it all up to get a little more protein into my oats. And literally, I can have that for breakfast and feel satiated, nourished, beautiful, functioning all throughout my day. It's incredible. Please send me more of it because I love it so much. It makes me feel very, very good. And guess what, guys? Kachava is offering our listeners 10% off for a limited time. Just go to kachava.com slash morbid spelled K-A-C-H-A-V-A and get 10% off your first order. That's K-A-C-H-A-V-A.com slash morbid.
1: Hey weirdos, I'm Elena. I am Ash. And this is Morbid.
0: Woohoo! And it's a Listener Tales episode! Yeah, yo! It's Listener... I think it's Listener Tales 30. Here we are, 30 episodes later.
1: Whoa! And you know what it was, we were We were due. We were due for one. We like to do like one a month now.
0: Yeah, one a month. Uh, yeah. And it's also like spooky and raining outside, so it felt like the right time to do it.
1: Yeah, and we just, you know, we just came off like a three-part series that was pretty gnarly. And I have one coming up that's real gnarly, so we figure we, we'd lull you into a false sense of security and then just really crush you. This You're coming welcome. Week. So enjoy that. <laughs> so feel feel nice and spooky and safe here for now for a minute, and then it's gonna get gnarly. But yeah, I think we today we decided we were gonna pick out like spooky paranormal but there there's murder in there too Why which I? I wasn't even expecting i
0: was just looking for diamonds and such elena literally typed into like the listener kills yes. folder and was like let's get some demon ones and she was like i'm just gonna type in diamonds, demon and i was like okay and i did and it <laughs> worked Good. It, it did work it gave me actual demons it gave me ghosts it
1: gave me murder i mean it gave me really everything so you what guys else are could, really could you ask it? for what else could you ask for so, I think, you know, th- we already talked about our business in the last episode. We like to jump right in with these yeah. listener tales, right?
0: We'll have more business later, but, but not our today. business
1: will be in the next episode. Today is about diamonds and murder. Yeah. But that's Hell what yeah. today is about. And my first one is entitled Listener Tales. So, I might have walked past an eyeball.
0: <laughs> how do you not know if that's for sure or not i may have that's, that's literally as soon as i saw that title i was like i need yeah to that's know the more. one for me
1: that's the one for me that's really funny yeah you know So this one begins by saying, hi, y'all. I've been listening to your podcast since last year and have listened to multiple listener tales since then. Every time I hear a listener tale, I think back to the time I might have definitely did walked past eyeballs from a murder victim. Oh, both. Both of them. So I figured to finally send a tale of my own. This murder made a huge impact on me, but it was not sensationalized in the news at all. Most friends who live near me, and therefore the apartment block, don't even know that this murder happened because of how little this was mentioned in the press. Probably because it was an open and shut case with little need for investigation. Anyway, I hope you enjoy it. I've attached a putifa since I ain't gonna send a lengthy email. Hope you read mine. I guarantee you it's a journey.
0: I'm excited.
1: I love that they sent a putifa.
0: You always gotta send a putafa.
1: All right. It says, Hi girls, my name is Ting and I'm from Singapore. Feel free to use my name. Thank you. Cause I just did and I would have felt bad. We already <laughs> did, and we would have yeah. had to go back. I would have had to go back and make it go boop when I said your name. <laughs> anyway, I'm in US for graduate school. Yay, question mark, it says. <laughs> Yay, you're you're doing it. And started listening to True Crime podcasts to keep my mind occupied while doing long, boring experiments. True crime has always been an interest of mine, but no one around me likes talking about it. I feel like we all feel that. That's exactly why we have this
0: podcast.
1: So I was so excited to find out that there are podcasts out there who made me feel like I'm not a psychopath for enjoying stories about serial murders. Imagine a fourteen-year-old kid reading a thick ass book about notorious serial killers that went super in depth about what depth about what they did, their psychology, the legal proceedings etc on the train people were staring y'all anyway you're here for the murder story and I hope this doesn't disappoint I know it's not gonna because we're talking about eyeballs yeah
0: as soon as you bring eyeballs into it I'm like yeah I'm ready I'm all ears uh, I'm
1: here this was in Singapore in 2012. I was 16 at the time. To get to school, I left my home at 6.40 a.m.-ish, walked past this apartment building. We all live in apartment buildings, unless you're rich, <laughs> to get to the train station about 10 minutes away. So I would have been near the murder building, air bunnies, air bunnies, before 6.45 a.m. Trust me, because my school is an hour away. I'm very routine with when I leave my house, since I don't want to be late, but I also don't, but I also want to get as much beauty. Sleep in as I can. I'm telling you this to hammer home the fact that I am at the eyeballs after the murder happened, but before the police arrive. Oh my god. Apparently, an engaged couple moved into their new home, their new room in June of 2011, but by two. But by December 2011, Lee, the soon-to-be husband, started to believe that the room they sublet was haunted and that his fiancée was possessed. Oh, no. He made her carry a Bible everywhere and even took her to the Catholic Church for an exorcism. Ah. The fiancée herself, Elise, thought that she was possessed as well. Lee also tried to exorcise her himself. There were times that their flatmates, they sublet a room in an apartment so there were other people there, could hear him shout for the devil level or diamond to get back to the sky and elise would look very pale after whatever exorcism he did What? finally on the 20th of march 2011 at 11 p.m the police were called to check in on the couple when loud loud groaning noises were heard uh. lee told the police that they were just quarreling but elise looked in pain and there were clothes all around the room that lee lied and said it was because of a recent abortion oh the police left since there was nothing to be done. She had no physical injuries, and she also believed that she was possessed, so she wasn't exactly asking for the police's help. At 6.30 a.m. the next day, a flatmate called the police again when he saw blood on the door of their room. I can't believe that the police were there the night before. I know. The paramedics came 10 minutes later and found Elise topless and covered in blood, lying on top of naked Lee. Mm. The paramedics went outside the room to wait for the police, since they had no handcuffs or whatever. They realized that this was an extremely unsafe situation, plus Elise is dead, so what can they do, I guess? And while this was happening, within the fifteen minutes the police took to arrive, Lee gouged out Elise's eyes and threw them out the window.
0: Nope, 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 nope. Gouged out her eyes, and threw them out the window. I'm closing my eyes right now because I can't even have the. You all got to that this. right. Don't say it again. We all got it. The
1: police found him kneeling next to her body, chanting while holding a yellow cross. Oh no. Now for the gory details. I'm now sorry, that wasn't them? the gory details. Now for them? Bent spoons and a fork was found in her hair. Various tools were found beside her. And a slice of her windpipe. What? Like,
0: what the fuck? A slice of her windpipe was found near her? Ah! How was this not covered in the nose? Her ankle had been cut to the bone
1: <laughs> uh- and she had a 12 centimeter long gaping wound on her neck. Probably how her windpipe got cut out. Oh, God. Her eyeballs and some clumps of hair were found at the foot of the block where, the, where they had landed in some bushes. I'm not all
0: right her right now. Her fucking eyeballs. And some hair. Took flight and landed in some bushes. I don't like eyeball things.
1: That's where I come in. Because those bushes are the very bushes I walk past Every school day, I'm not kidding these bushes are just less than a feet away for a foot away from the concrete path I walk on. If he threw out her eyeballs at six forty a m and I walk past at six forty five a m before the police come to take their statement and cordon off the crime scene, I probably walked past the victims. Eyeballs. Oh, I'm glad that you didn't see them, though. It's crazy to even think about it. I only knew about the murder when I came home, walking the same route I took in the morning, only to see black and yellow police tape in my way. So I turned on the news that evening to learn what gruesome shit had happened that day. And I vividly remember the tent placed around the familiar bush as if to protect evidence that was in it. Uh. As for Lee, he was jailed for 10 years due to his psychiatric condition. He was very Catholic and truly believed that his was possessed and his surgeon brother promised to supervise him after his jail term i don't know too much about the legal proceedings and how he ended up with only 10 years but that sucks yeah that's
0: not fair yeah
1: he literally brutalized her and ripped her eyeballs out and threw them out the window and
0: then she was laying on top of him
1: yeah so he was just lying there naked with her dead on top of him yeah there's a lot more to that Well, here's my listener tale. Hope you didn't lose your lunch over this. I still think about the case from time to time since this was probably the most gruesome thing that happened in my neighborhood. And here's a link to the
0: case. Wow. Yeah. I wow. ate a lot of sour cream and onion chips before this, and I'm really regretting that decision right now. Wow. Really. Ting. Regretting that decision. Wow. You definitely walked past eyeballs, Ting. Yeah, I really you hate did. that. I hate that so much. You did that. You walked past eyeballs, and you had no idea. Uh, I need to stop saying eyeballs. Eyeballs. I'm ready to move on. Thank you, Ting. Eyeballs don't bother me so much, but... That's weird.
1: It would be weird to walk by eye- eyeballs, just like in a bush. Ew. I see eyeballs a lot okay, outside okay, of their okay. human vessel at work. Ugh. So that's like normal to me, but walking past them and seeing them just dangling in a bush would be would be a real experience. I still
0: can't believe you didn't save Bubba's eyeballs when they got taken out. Yeah, I don't know, that would be weird, I feel. That would be that that yeah. would be weird for you. It would make me sad, I think, cuz I'd be like those are Bubba's eyes.
1: Um, oh, but you, you know. can
0: keep them and keep looking into them but
1: like i want them in her face if they're gonna be anywhere <laughs> yeah, near me I get it. all right let's <laughs> just you know on.
0: eyeballs move on One of the first things that I notice about people, it's going to sound so weird, but it's their teeth. I am obsessed with a good pair of teeth, and I always want to have a good pair of teeth. Do you even call them pairs of teeth? I don't think so. But anyways, achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with bite-clear liners, you guys. Don't be surprised if all of a sudden your sleuthing friends start asking... What's your secret? What's your secret about your pair of teeth? Why do they look so good? To get started, all you need to do is order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered right to your door. They make it easy to kick off your smile journey. Bite's treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, they accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA or FSA. I freaking loved using my bite aligners. I would wear them during the day and nobody would even know that I was wearing them because they're kind of like invisible. It's pretty iconic. And my teeth, my pair of teeth, look great. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code MORBID at bite.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with bite.
1: Guys, go grab some grapes. Go grab some no, olives. No, <laughs> shut
0: up! You're terrible. And I just bought grapes. Oh, I hate you. Yeah. Oh, uh, all right. My, my next, my next one, my next one is called "Listener Tale" about my demon hairdresser <laughs> <laughs> and the time I almost got tooked. Almost got tooked. And the reason I picked this is because it starts off and says, "Hey, Ash and Elena, my name is also I am not supposed to read that." <laughs> Wait, no, I, no, 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 I am, I am. She says, "My name is Ashley, but you can also call me Trashly, Cashly, or other less cool but slightly haunted Ashley." Okay, I I guess I can't. Uh, That's that's why I picked this because her name is Ashley and it's spelled like mine, spelled the same. A s h l y a g e. Except my name's not Ashley. Never call me that. Anyways, this says, "I don't know why it's taken me so long to write in. I'm a huge fan and a long time listener. Shout out to my best friend Sarah for showing me your podcast. Hell yeah,
1: Sarah. Let's get it, Sarah.
0: (laughs) I love Listener Tales and boy oh boy." That makes me just want to go boyo (laughs) boyo. I unfortunately have some good ones for you. It took me forever to decide which one of my traumas I wanted to share with you, (laughs) but I've decided on two that I just can't seem to forget. I know I sound crazy and I don't talk to people about my experiences often for that very reason. Sorry for the length of this in advance, but I promise it is worth the read. I love you guys. Stay weird. Also, never apologize for the length. Let me start by telling you I moved houses a lot growing up. At this point, over 20 times, but I've lost count. Wow. I can relate to that. I should also tell you that my mom and I are both very sensitive to spiritual energies, both of us being able to feel and sometimes see ghosts. Since as early as I can remember, I've always had a feeling that I have negative energy that follows me. Even through all of our moves, even the one that we or even the one all the way down to Florida. The energy when this thing is around is too familiar and I always know when it's present. This was validated by a psychic three years ago who ripped his hands from mine halfway through our our reading, quickly told me I have a strong negative energy that's been with me my whole life, but refused to tell me what he saw. He said, and I quote, it's better if you don't know. No. While wiping sweat (laughs) off his forehead, avoiding eye contact, and then ending our session. I'm going to be real with you. I would have, I think I would have struck that man.
1: Like, I, think that, I think that would have been the time when I resorted to violence.
0: I think I would have struck that. Man. I would have been very angry. The way you worded that. I think I may have struck that. I, I think I would have resorted to violence in that situation. Like, you don't, don't do that. Yeah, no, that, that's come really on. shitty. And if it's better that I don't know, don't tell me any part of
1: it. Yeah, and don't violently rip it. Like, come on, have some, like have some professionalism. Don't just rip your respect, hands away. damn it.
0: Have Jeez. some respect for me and my negative energy. That's that's right. All right. Well, anywho, oh. I grew up in Rochester, New York, and this story is on the first house my parents bought together. I don't know what year the house was built in, but it was old enough to have lead paint. Probably why I'm stupid. <laughs> my house. <laughs> I was around 10 years old, and the shit that went down there still gives me goosebumps. I frequently saw ghosts in this house. Apparently, my mom did too, which I didn't find out until much later. I would go days without sleeping, making myself stay awake at night because I was so scared. <laughs> what is happen- No, I was just making very strange movements. There was there. a bug that was like there was flying a bug near that- me. <laughs> it was like it was about to come in my eye. She looked like
1: she was doing a dance move, and I was like, "There's nothing like." You know, celebratory about this
0: right now. I don't no. understand. No, I'm not. I'm not jamming. I'm. I'm trying not what to get. What are these eaten. strange movements? <laughs> All right. They said I would go days without sleeping, making myself say, say uh, making myself stay awake at night because I was so scared and only sleeping when I couldn't keep my eyes open anymore. My room was periwinkle and I had a night light, duh, so it wasn't a dark room. I remember spending entire nights staring into one corner by the ceiling of my room that would turn pitch black and I could just feel it staring right back at me. Ooh. Sometimes the darkness would start to go down the wall and I would hide under the covers and whisper over and over again. This is my house. You're not welcome here until I fell asleep. Well, one night I decided to face the wall instead and try to ignore it when I felt something slowly get on my bed and start playing with my hair.
1: All I right, felt I'm out.
0: <laughs> Like I'm, I'm out of I'm here. I'm literally leaving the room. I'm, I'm dipping. That shit i felt its nails softly scratching my scalp and slowly brushing through my hair okay while well, that sounds delightful sounds pretty like awesome. I, I would love that I'd right be now like, thank you I also don't want it from a demon. No, don't no. don't relax me because what are no. you trying to relax me in preparation for? You're lulling me into something. Here. Yeah, you're lulling me into some demon shit. With some long ass nails. And ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> it says, I was fucking petrified and I could not move. Eventually, I must have just fallen asleep. Wow, that's truly, it's <laughs> <that's> truly something. <laughs> I was lulled to sleep by a demon with acrylics. <laughs> Raymond with fresh ass nails. Are you sure it wasn't <laughs> me actually
1: <laughs> to sit on your bed behind you and start scratching your scalp and you're like, I don't know, I guess I just fell asleep. <laughs> what the
0: fuck? Nighty night. I would light on fire. I would literally light <laughs> would on Sporadically fire. combust I would. It would be over. Yeah, I'd be out. The spark was sporadically combust, <laughs> spontaneously. Spontaneous I would sporadically, sporadically. Just combust. Whatever. I, I watched Clueless. I was and literally I just going to say, "All, All right, share sporadically." Love that. My dad worked nights at a paper mill, so I knew it wasn't him. So the next day, I remember trying to yell at my mom for coming into my room, and I told her she scared me. But she looked at me like I was crazy, and she said she never came into my room. And then she gave the whole ass kid away. That's when you just eat that back into the womb. Get out of here. That sucks. So that's that story. And then it says, okay, so this next story about when I, or this next story is about when I almost got snatched happened when we lived in the suburbs of New York. The town was pretty small. And even though there was just 1,200 kids in my high school, there was like four school buses because everyone lived pretty close. And so we had to. Hold on. I'm so confused. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone lived pretty close. They had to like walk. Oh, okay. They had to walk when there was four school buses. Okay. I was around 14 years old and I lived over two miles away. One day, our parents got a phone call while we were still at school. Something about a kidnapping and a... a suspicious 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 white van (laughs) always the white van I don't remember the details of the call but my mom texted me to be safe I usually walked home with some friends but my house was was the furthest away so I would walk alone for like 15 minutes so like every other day I separated from my friends and continued to walk home I had headphones in and I saw a white van drive by I figured I only noticed it because of the phone call I kept walking and a few minutes later I saw another white van again the phone call Vader meinhof phenomenon, maybe, which Alina and I just had to Google the pronunciation of. And it's also called the frequency illusion. So it's like the more you see something, or if you... Yeah, yeah. It, it,
1: like hearing, <laughs> hearing something or reading something will increase the frequency with which you think you see that thing again.
0: Yeah, it's like I said, like whenever you buy a car, I feel like you see that car exactly. all the time now. Yeah, or like the white van, all of a sudden you're seeing white vans. Right. Now one last time I saw the white van drive by me, slower this time. As it drove away, I took out my headphones to be more aware of my surroundings when a man on a bike pulled up next to me. He started asking me questions right away. He asked me where I was going and I said home. He asked me where I lived, and I said, down the street. I was two streets away, and then my house was at the end of the road. He asked me how old I was. After this and a few minutes of me being scared shitless, I put my headphones back in and started to walk faster, but he kept following me. Once I got on my street, a car pulled over and rolled the window down, and he biked away. It was a couple who asked me if I knew that guy, and I said no, and they said that he had been following me for the whole time. They noticed and were watching the whole thing. <sighs> They asked where I lived and I said down the street. I can see my house from here. The woman from the car looked out uh from the car looked around and the guy on the bike wasn't around anymore and she told me to get home safe. Turned around and drove the other way. As soon as her car returned the guy on the bike turned onto my co- turned the corner onto my street i saw him and sprinted home because fuck that and ran into my house my dad who i was absolutely terrified of growing up saw me barrel into the house and asked me what's wrong actually he said what the fuck is your problem <laughs> oh my God. i told him about the van and the bike and without saying anything he shot up and grabbed his keys and said get in the car we drove down the street and there was a the bike man, and the white van. My dad slammed on his brakes and jumped out of the car. He grabbed this guy by the <laughs> shirt and pointed to me in the car. Were you following my kid? Yes. Bike man tried to say no, and then they started screaming at each other. My dad picked up his this guy's bike. Hulk smashed it onto <laughs> oh the ground. God. Curb stomped his tires and oh told the man God. if he ever caught him around here again, he would regret it. And if he ever caught him talking to me again, he would kill him. Dear bike man, if you weren't trying to steal steal me i'm sorry but also frick you <laughs> we drove home i got grounded for talking to strangers we had pizza for dinner <laughs> like, i love that she's like this is what happened and then i got like, grounded we had
1: a pretty rad night with pizza, me and pizza. then
0: i got grounded. <laughs> i just love how it ended we got oh pizza for God. dinner like, we got pizza for dinner <laughs> all righty ashley oh my God. ashley trashly cashly you're the best slightly less haunted oh ashley. that was a great one I like that.
1: My next one has to do with something I also love. It's called The Age Old Dilemma. What if the best wings in town are made by a murderer?
0: <laughs> the <laughs> the Age Old Dilemma, am it's I the right? The Age
1: Old Dilemma. And what they say in their first part of the email is Hello, sweet, spooky angels on Earth. I've attached my listener tale submission. In epitaph. Yes, the story centers around my hometown of Agawam, Massachusetts. What? Twenty-five-year-old rumors, a horrific murder, and my deep
0: passionate love for buffalo chicken (laughs) which i need to point out they also attached a picture of buffalo chicken entitled is this love and it is (laughs) it is it truly is simply a picture of buffalo that's it and you know what i feel very connected
1: to this because they are from massachusetts they love it i too have a deep passionate love for buffalo chicken i will eat buffalo chicken anywhere anytime i love it oh look at the margins on this you beautiful beast that's i saw it and i was like it's beautiful is this poetry it is it is be this (laughs) be this all right here we are hi ash and elena for the purposes of this story you can call me cat Hey, cat, meow. I was gonna do that. <laughs> you two have kept me safe and warm through a truly rocky year and a half.
0: Oh, boy. how not obs-
1: <laughs> Right. My obsessive listening to your pod too loud in my house is also the reason my soon-to-be husband nearly pulled the car over the other day when I casually asked him if he preferred to be buried in the ground body and all. Or if, he'd, <laughs> or if he'd like to be cremated someday. He jokes that I've been taking too many notes. <laughs> anyway, you're a couple of badasses, and I hope to all the goddesses and witches above that you will come to do a show in Northampton, Massachusetts someday. Um, hell yeah, I will. I love Northampton. I'm coming. I'm coming. Either way, I'll drag my ass off this couch and plant it in a cushy theater seat wherever wherever, and whenever you start touring again. You rule. Woo-hoo. So this story centers around my hometown of Aguam, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Massachusetts, Massachusetts. What, what? 25 year old rumors, a horrific murder, and my deep passionate love for a buffalo chicken. My mom grew up in Aguam, but when she was in her twenties, she moved out to California for a number of reasons. During the time she was out there, she passed David Bowie in an escalator. Guess and she bitch. wrote For you, Elena. Went to a party at Stevie Nicks's and you Ash. What? And dated Arsenio Hall's bodyguard. That's Your for everybody. Mama <laughs>
0: did the damn thing.
1: I can promise you I am not and will not ever be remotely as cool as this woman. Me neither. Nobody will while she was out there she became pregnant with me so you're you got like the, the cool you in did. you. You were You had the essence of cool all yeah. around you. My father was like, peace, no way, not me, but Ma was about it. So my little skin sack set its way to
0: become Earthside in 1991. That is the funniest fucking sentence we have ever been written. Ma was about it, so my little skin my sack. My father
1: was like, peace, no way, not me, but Ma was about it. So my little skin sack set its way to become Earthside in 1991 way to become Earthside. i'm dead that's fucking poetry one day right before she had me my mom was sitting at work and she witnessed a brutal stabbing outside of the window at her office oh all right between that and the earthquake she decided she wanted to move back to sweet safe sleepy agawam to raise my little bald ass amongst her friends and family
0: <laughs> my little bald ass <laughs> weirdos. We cover some spooky stories, but Truly nothing is scarier than the thought of hens being trapped in their cages. That like really upsets me to my core. But at Happy Egg, all of their hens roam on eight or more acres of land, leaving no mystery to why their eggs are the best. They're cared for by small family farmers and they live their best hen lives, day in and day out. You go, Hennifer. Aside from their hens roaming across eight plus acres of farmland, they have plenty of access to fresh water and nutritious feed. I love that. This goes above traditional free range farming, but... It's what they believe is better for their birds overall. And all of this results in eggs with the most plump, delicious, sexy orange yolks that are full of flavors. I am personally so obsessed with Happy Egg that last Sunday I used my last Happy Egg and I almost started to cry. And then I scoured the internet for the closest Happy Egg near me and it was 30 minutes away. And I genuinely planned to convince Drew to drive all the way out there and get them with me, but I couldn't. And that's why I need Happy Eggs to please send me a carton of eggs every week. I love you. Thank you so much. So next time you're at the store, though, look for the yellow carton. Choose Happy. Visit happyegg.com slash morbid to find a store near you.
1: We moved back to Agawam in February of 1992. I can't stop. Mom settled us in at my grandparents, feeling safe and sound where she had grown up. A couple of months later, on Easter Sunday, the body of Lisa Zygart was was discovered in a wooded area a few streets over from where she lived. Lisa had been sexually assaulted and murdered.
0: Oh, no. That's a big change
1: from sleepy and comfortable.
0: Yeah, it usually is. Mom
1: immediately mentally noted, well, shit then, and accepted that this world as a whole can be a big pile of cuckoo kaka, and you can't really escape. Escape that no matter where you settle down. (laughs) It truly is. Lisa Zeiger was 24 years old and was a teacher's assistant at Aguam Middle School, the very building where I had my first kiss. A true horror story
0: for another time. (laughs) Oh, your first kiss always is. It really is. Actually, mine wasn't bad. Mine is a horror story. Mine's actually like a Hallmark
1: story. (laughs) Should be really quick. (laughs) Mine was literally during a snowstorm And he, and it was like a boy I really liked. He cute. Like, like shout out to Tim.
0: (laughs) Like, what's up? What's up, up, Tim?
1: And he literally said, I bet I can keep you warm. Oh,
0: that's so cute. (laughs) At the time, real good stuff. Mine was truth or dare. um, And I feel (laughs) as though I was set up because I had just eaten a sandwich that had Dijon mustard. And the boy that I kissed, I had a really big crush on. And he told everybody that I had stinky breath and yellow teeth. Oh, my God and i didn't i do not have yellow teeth but i definitely had stinky breath <laughs> wow what a dick yeah but i feel like i'm doing better these days like so you're fuck okay. you cameron yeah, i feel like you're okay fuck you cameron <laughs> <laughs> Wow.
1: All right. So, yeah, there's that, guys. (laughs) Apparently, Cats was a very uh, horror experience. I'm excited to hear about that. Lisa also worked at a card store in the evening. She was working there on the night of April 15th, 1992. That night, Lisa's sister, Lynn, stopped by and saw her between 530. When Lynn left around 6 o'clock p.m., Lisa was fine. Lisa's shift would have been until 9 p.m. that evening. Later, we would find out that Lisa had told a friend recently that she felt like someone was watching her through the big windows of the shop that faced the parking lot. The next morning, Lisa's co-worker, Sophia, pulled into the parking lot to open up shop and begin her shift. She pulled up and saw the open flag hanging out front. But since it was coming up on Easter, she thought maybe Lisa was there to help prep for the holiday. However, as she entered the shop, she saw Lisa's belongings, including her keys and purse, but there was no signs of Lisa. Sophia called the cops next door, and when the cops showed up, there were signs of a struggle as well as a little blood. Lisa's body was found four days later, on Easter, in a wooded area in town. I was a literal pooping pile of flesh at this point, so I don't have any firsthand recollection of the time, but various versions of the story were a big part of growing up, and I was always interested and scared titless. (laughs) Back then, some tips came in that would prove to be pretty important. A customer had come in and bought something at 8.20pm. They had a receipt that included a timestamp. This individual said that nothing was out of the ordinary. Then around 9 p.m. another person came into the store and found that the lights were all on, the door was unlocked, but no one was out front. She heard banging noises in the back room, waited two minutes, and then left.
0: I love that this person heard banging noises in the back room and was like, I think I'll wait a I'll couple just, minutes. I'm
1: going to wait a couple minutes and then I'll just leave. Like, maybe call someone and be like, something weird's happening. Yeah. I don't know. Around 9.15 p.m., another witness saw what was to believe to be the killer's car. Ooh. She saw a man and a woman struggling and pulling off in the direction where Lisa's body was found. Oh. She assumed it was teenagers and carried on with her night. She said the teenagers out here just struggling. struggling. She said the car was a dark color, red or blue. It was like lightly lightly. It was likely a late model Bronco or Blazer. I feel it's important to note here that I have a lot of disdain for my hometown, <laughs> and I know it was a different time, but with the current existence of Facebook, you better believe someone would have posted in the town forum about that sighting, at the very least out of pure boredom, or with the hopes to stir the pot. <laughs> that is 100% true. Yup. Whenever some weird shit is going around, I immediately sign Turn on to to Facebook. To the- the mom's group or the the town group and i just look in there and it's you always like to. did anyone hear that bang and i'm like i did yeah i what did is it now everybody speculate what wildly. is it cheryl someone tell me susan what was it brenda i'm gonna you. know you always find out if you ever need to feel thankful you developed empathy just join any of the agawam town forums on facebook be ready to clutch your crystals i honestly yes. think
0: that's like any town forum though For because sure. you have to think of the people that are like stirring, stirring up shit yeah, exactly there.
1: Anyway, I was a vegetarian for seven years. My quote-unquote last meal prior to halting meat was buffalo chicken, and the meal that brought me back to Jesus years later was (laughs) buffalo chicken. (laughs) It's safe to say that one of the most passionate, intimate relationships in my life was with that saucy, forbidden fruit. It rules me, honestly. I am who I am.
0: The reason I I bring this
1: up, other than to feel the thrill of the temperature rise in my body at the very words, (laughs) is because the best wings of my life are sold at EB's and agawam located in the same plaza where the card store lisa zeigert worked at oh shit also i feel everything that you just described when you talk about buffalo my chicken. my mouth is literally watering i had to swallow
0: spit yeah like i Me literally was twice
1: like, i need it i almost want to after this be like hi john can we have buffalo oh, chicken we tonight? should definitely get buffalo chicken some.
0: This oh, is because I, I used to catch. go grocery shopping. I'm going to go to the meat place. I, I'm going to go to the meat Not place. The meat place. You, know, you know the part where they have like little wings oh, that yeah. are like, assorted? Ooh. Bitch. Buff. Fuck me Buff up. Buff chick.
1: One night as a preteen, I was in the midst of a mild, soft-induced euphoria <laughs> yeah, at EB's with family friends, and someone mentioned offhand that the owner behind the counter was a murderer
0: and everyone knew it. Oh, you know, just an <laughs> offhand convo. Also, I know EB's.
1: That sounds very familiar. Um, I, feel like I, I looked at the
0: picture that they attached and I was like, I feel like I've been yeah. there.
1: This was a casual revelation, but I wiped my sticky fingers on my flare jeans and leaned in for the sweet, sweet goss. <laughs> they said, quote, Ed murdered Lisa because he was in love with her boyfriend. He murdered her and then he got away with it because his dad was the chief of police. Oh,
0: bitch, that is juicier than that a That is
1: wing. the hottest tea. Yeah. Hot. As a kid, you're one step away from being a little demon sociopath, so I was like, fuck yeah, give me that juice, I want all the details. And that's kind of how it went. You go to EB's, someone would bring it up in a hushed whisper, everyone would collectively swivel their head over to Ed, sure of his guilt, but munching on the yummy yummy goodness that should have been a crime itself. <laughs> Over 20 years unsolved, but during that time, the Zygerts stayed close to Ed. They were friendly. I didn't know of this, of course. I only knew about the supposed love triangle. The consensus amongst whispers were all the same. People stayed true to their rumors and fueled the local folklore. I'm ashamed that as a kid, I didn't understand how harmful all of this was, and how unfair and despicably... despicable it was that Lisa's story became a talking point and a ghost story rather than a serious discussion about who she was and how she still hadn't gotten justice. In 2016, DNA phenotyping led to a composite image being published of a possible suspect. I had graduated from college the year before and was working in town and this was exactly the shit I needed to distract me from the dance between disassociation and suffocation I was feeling by being back. The composite looked Nothing like it. Different hair, different facial structure structure. I worked at a coffee shop at the time, so each customer would come in with their theories. Many still convinced we all had collectively solved the crime years ago. Lisa's mom, Diane, always had faith that science would come around and help solve the case. In an article for the local for a local publication, she said, quote, with science everything in modern everything is modern and it always gets better she said forensics made leaps and bounds in 1992 it was in its infancy that is so so true i love oh, when yeah. people rely on science and later. they like they it. give it the it's due cuz it it does it comes around man mm-hmm. Back in 1993, a woman named Joyce Scherra told police that she believed her estranged husband, Gary Scherra, had something to do with the murder of Lisa. Joyce remembered that Gary came home the night of the murder acting strange with cuts on his hand. Anytime the news talked about Lisa's case, he would run in from the other room to watch. He had given her a music box that she believed was from the card store and it made her uneasy. But... Everyone liked Gary. At the time, Joyce had a drinking problem, and she and Gary were going through a custody battle. Everyone wrote, off her, her, wrote her off as crazy. Even her family doubted her about her accusation. She died in 2014. Aww, Joyce. Turns out, Joyce was right. And everyone is a big old dirty asshole who should have maybe looked a little closer. Trash pile Gary had been a person of interest back in 1993, but nothing came of it. He didn't give DNA back then, so when they circled back 20 plus years later to obtain DNA from persons of interest in the case, they revisited Gary. Hello, Gary. I'm pretty sure that at first Gary didn't want to give DNA because he didn't want people quote, tracking him or something but they eventually got it.
0: Also, if you don't want to give your DNA, it like looks a little more sus than Especially not. when you are a person of interest. Exactly, that's what I mean.
1: Gary left a note and went on a run once the inevitable was clear. Went on the run, not a run. <laughs> or no, um, he did. It says a run. <laughs> I corrected myself when I didn't need to. Gary left a note and went on a run. Once the inevitable, the inevitable was clear. The note seemed to be a suicide note. In his long-winded confession letter, he blamed hardcore porn. Hello, Ted Bundy. We're so sick of hearing that. That's a Ted Bundy move. He apologized to his girlfriend and Lisa's family, but he said he knew it was always going to catch up to him. He was found later at a hospital being treated for a suicide attempt. He later pleaded guilty and is now in jail. Good. it, Gary, as the case wrapped up Diane's uh, Lisa's mother said, "I believe strongly strongly that Lisa is in a good place and that she is at peace. The thing that would be bothering her is the lack is our lack of peace." It's been 25 years. We're getting older. Our kids are happy that we are here to see this day.
0: Oh, that really just broke my heart.
1: On Dateline, you see the Zygerts hug Ed Burgotti in the
0: courtroom. Oh, Ed,
1: from the from the wing place. I love
0: that he was there and he was like, see, I didn't yeah. fucking do it.
1: I still feel a horrible pang when I think about what Ed and what Joyce went through as collateral damage of this case. And I so admire the Zygerts for standing by Ed and their incredible strength through this case that is as old as me. Lisa left a huge mark on the town. Everyone who knew her talked about how special she was. There is a memorial for her at the middle school. Thanks for reading and for being the ladies you are. You've been a constant source of support through depression, fogs, the apocalypse, and wedding planning.
0: Congratulations! I love you so
1: much, but I need to go order wings now. (laughs) Maybe (laughs) another time I can tell you about my haunted Ouija board who predicted my friend's ailments only to turn around and curse us. My five years in a cult (gasps) or when my best friend was
0: followed on the highway by an actual demon who could control the radio. I'd like to hear about your five years in a cult, please. And I want all of it. I want all of it. Keep it weird. Take it away, Ash. But not so weird that you blame a chicken wing god for a crime he didn't commit, ignore a woke wife because of your own internalized misogyny, or blame your icy, no, or blame your icky piece of shit self on pornography when it's really just that you're a human unwashed grundle. Don't keep it that weird.
1: Note, if you want to learn more, the story was featured on Unsolved Mysteries during season six and season eight. It was also on Dateline last year. Um, some other co- pods have covered it, but I haven't listened yet. I've attached the composite and a photo of Gary Grundleface Shara. I've also attached a photo of Evie's wings just to give you a little rush. <laughs> <laughs> rush. Cat. I have no words for how great that was. Seriously. I truly have no words. I want wings so badly right now, I can't even express it to you. I cannot begin to tell you how badly I want those wings. My mouth just started
0: watering again. And it's
1: truly amazing that that snapshot really does resemble the real guy. Oh, yeah. Like that composite. It really does. That's crazy. But Kat, seriously, that was amazing. And wow, that story. The fact that Lisa's mom, her family was able to stand by Ed that whole right. time and never gave in to the rumors. I know. That's a lot of shit them. happen like that. You know, there's always those, like, local legends and stuff. Oh, yeah. And it is hard when you're a kid to understand how far-reaching they can go. Mm-hmm. But the fact that the family was able to just stand by him through that, it's and, like, like knew he so he didn't what do badasses. That they,
0: like, that's so cool them. And I love Ed having I to go Ed. through that for all those years. And I'm glad he got his due. Yeah, and I bet he's still making Joyce. the bombest wings in town. And
1: poor Joyce. I'm sad that she... She got like treated as a, as a pariah. I
0: was just gonna say you know? a pariah. I know, but what a story, cat! Thanks, cat. Meow. What a fucking story. You are the cat's. Meow. You are the cat's meow. <laughs> 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 Discover the secret to healthy skin with Drunk Elephant's new Bora Barrier Repair Cream. This is their thickest, richest cream yet, and it's a perfect addition to your skincare routine. My skin has been ridiculously dry this winter season. Like it, it was painful. I'm not even kidding you. But if your skin is dry, if you have age-related chronic dryness, or if your skin just needs a little extra love post-procedure, let me tell you, this is the cream for you. Drunk Elephant's new Bora Barrier Repair Cream is a buttery, ultra-rich lipid cream that is a heavy freaking hitter for a compromised skin barrier. It provides a replenishing blend of ceramides, lipids, natural minerals, and potent antioxidant compounds that is clinically proven to provide 24-hour moisture, reduce redness, and firm skin. Let me tell you something. I've been using this for... over a month now definitely and my skin does feel really firm actually now that i'm thinking about it and it feels so replenished because let me tell you like i said it's been so dry but not anymore thanks to the Bora barrier repair cream discover Bora barrier repair cream online or in store at sephora or at drunkelephant.com all right my next one is called how a ouija encounter might have led to my best friend's murder damn whoa it says, Hi, ladies, I am super excited to send you this email about something that I personally experienced. It is a super fucked up situation that I have condensed into a 1.5 pages of information. I've been a follower for a couple years and I love going to your shows and hearing your voices. I used fake names in my email, but you can use mine. Hi, I am Tara. I never know if I should say Tara or Tara. I know. I think it's either, Tara. either one is great. Either way is beautiful. If my mom is listening, she will find this familiar and she has her own spooky encounter since my family is sensitive sh- to shit. Anyways, I love you guys and I hope you get a chance to read about how a Ouija board board, the Ouija board board. the Ouija board board. I did that myself. A Ouija board encounter may have introduced bad vibes or bad spirits to my best friend's house, leading to her murder and an attempted murder-suicide with an eventual suicide. Yeah. That's a lot to unpack. The, that's a lot. So when I was young and a rebellious youth, my best friend Kelly bought or somehow acquired a Ouija board. My experience with this hell board began at 2 a.m. Definitely wasn't awake because I am still a nerd that goes to bed at 10.30. Same. Me too. When I received three frantic voicemails. When I woke up in the morning, I heard the tale of my friend Kelly and kind of friend Sam messing with the Ouija board and Sam had three long scratches down her arm. Of course, like the dumbass I am, I went into Kelly's house as soon as I could. Not to mention I was like 13 or 14 or some ridiculously young age like that and I didn't have a car Kelly was freaked the fuck out and welcomed me in she had the Ouija boards candles and a mountain of snacks in her bathroom her bathroom is a Jack and Jill bathroom with the toilet and shower in a separate room this means there are door uh, this means there are three doors and two of the walls had mirrors of fucking course oh two of the walls had mirrors I wonder if they were facing each other a portal. Because that's a whole ass portal right there. Anyways, once it gets dark, Kelly and Sam convinced me to go into the bathroom with the lights off and the doors closed to play with the Ouija board. That sounds like so much fun. That's not fun. <laughs> Note, as a non-religious person, I decided to learn some prayers from Google because I was scared shitless and didn't want a demon possessing my soul. <laughs> that's probably smart. Probably. This is the only reason I know the Hollywood uh, The Hollywood oh my God. <laughs> clearly i am also not religious it's <laughs> <The> hollywood <laughs> hallowed is... be thy name prayer. thank you <laughs> yep that's how they know that <laughs> whatever it's called <laughs> almost immediately the board was trying to do figure eights and we found out we were talking to a demon with a uh, z name so this thing knew some shit about all of us and hot damn we were getting fucked with kelly decided to ask the spirit to knock and almost immediately a knock came from the door behind me after the spirit kept telling us to look in the mirrors and play bloody mary i love can you just picture a spirit being like play bloody mary like that's just like ridiculous
1: (laughs) i love i will just picture him like sitting in the nether world just being like you guys should play Bloody Mary. Just do like, it. Do, what you like, do it. You won't. Do it. A double dog
0: them. dare you. Yes. <laughs> like I feel like that should be an episode of Buffy. Yes. Do it. You won't. We were finally scared out of our minds, but the board wouldn't let us say goodbye. So like dumbasses, we go into the basement. Yeah. A pause. So now you can see how fucking dumb we are. And we literally made a salt circle around us. Oh, wow, The board keeps taunting us and telling us to come and play outside of the circle. No. Kelly and I are freaking out when we realize... Realize Sam hasn't said anything in a while. We turn to Sam and she, and she is staring lifelessly, straight towards us and is unresponsive to anything. Kelly and I take our hands off the board and are trying to frantically figure out what to do as Sam is still lifeless, is doing figure eights on the Ouija board. I'm going to be honest, the rest is is a blur, but I think it ended when Kelly turned on the lights and forcefully said goodbye. After a couple seconds, Sam came back in but didn't remember anything from the last 20 minutes. She was confused as to why we were crying and freaking out. That is so spooky just to Mm -hmm. like have that much time unaccounted for. And you're just like, what happened? Why are you guys crying? (laughs) Nearly a decade later, I'm wondering if something came into her house from our foolishness. I was always scared of her basement and would sprint out of it if I was ever alone or had to go down there. So probably. To end on a dark note, I really wonder if we correctly closed the door to spirit hell shit or opened it to a more malicious thing or more malicious things. Several years later, my friend Kelly was murdered by her father, who then tried to kill himself and his wife. Holy shit. That's horrible. I'm sorry. While he didn't succeed initially, Kelly's dad uh, hanged himself and his wife died of natural causes three years after Kelly's death. She has a horrible... horrible disease where she eventually was slowly deteriorating oh that's so sad i can't give you articles to kelly's death because no files or cases exist because her death was covered up as a suicide to protect the family name and i guess to make grief for people easier kelly struggled with depression self-harm suicidal thoughts and previous attempts so it wasn't confusing when i was initially told she killed herself the aunt had to close ties to the Oh, the aunt had close ties to the police force. I was told by her family member the truth, and not many people know the truth of what happened to Kelly. It was honestly a horrible experience, and it took me a long time to get over her death. My family is sensitive to these kinds of things, and we all believe she's watching over me. She was my soulmate, and I know I will see her again. Oh, Oh. fuck me up. I saw a moth, and I knew it was her watching over me, but also trying to scare me from the grave because the bitch knows I'm scared of moths. (laughs) Anyways, moral of the story don't fuck with ouija boards damn Uh, don't worry i won't and i'm really sorry that your friend wow i know that's really sad i hate that i know
1: all right let's let's take it back into kind of a silly place i suppose yeah this one's called yeet i've got ghosts devils and demons oh my always put yeet in your subject line and we are bound to choose it hello my lovelies let me start by saying i love the podcast my daughter introduced me to it about a year ago and you two are our travel buddies even if it's just to the grocery store we have your voices blaring through the speakers sitting home playing the sims yep she's got you on yes the sims lobby bow long soap in the tub soak in the tub guess what you're there too no peeking okay (laughs) (laughs) okay i promise (laughs)
0: Thank you, uh,
1: yard work, crafting, whatevs. You're there. Thanks for always being
0: there for us. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. No problem. I felt a little tired last week. You know what? Our experiences together have been some of my favorites. So thank yeah, you. Yeah, I'm that. always looking back fondly on those. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I have like four different stories that are spread across my life, and she even uh, wait. What is that? And say? shoo. <laughs> and she I was like she she was and shoo! that's been a while <laughs> let me tell you for the sake of time of time yours not mine i will break these up into separate emails now which should i start with i'll just go chronologically of okay. course hold on to your butts cuz this is going to be a long
0: one everybody got those cheeks in hand
1: because you two are awesome and i just assume everyone listens to you i'm going to ask that you just call me m I live in a really tiny Kentucky town out in the country and I don't want the title of crazy lady. I mean, <laughs> I mean. I've already got a cat and I live alone. So, you know, let's not do that to me too. <laughs> Onward to the butt holding. I was in second grade when this happened, so that would be, what, like seven or eight years old? The weather was warm, almost the end of the school year, and the days are long. My neighbor and best friend, let's just call him Fred, had been over and we were out playing whatever we played at the time. Probably Dukes of Hazard or climbing trees, matchbox cars, I was such a tomboy, or whatever kids done back in the day before home computers and video games. Told you it's been a while. <laughs> Even so, I remember them this better than I do last week. The sun was going down, and it was time to go in for supper and a bath, then bed. I love that you say supper. I know, I love that. Now we lived up in a a hollow, pronounced holler. Oh, okay, a a holler. We lived in a
0: holler. We lived in a holler.
1: So there are mountains on every side of me, one way in and out, or one way in and one way out. And honestly, the best place a kid could ever grow up. We knew all the neighbors, good and bad, but mostly good. The only bad one was this crazy witch lady who sat on the big rock and called her pet snake out.
0: Here, Sadie, Sadie, Sadie. I aspire to be that woman. And I shit you not, that snake would come. Hell yeah, it would. She hated us kids. Anyway, I'm getting off topic.
1: So I stood out at the top of the hill at the at the curve in my driveway about a football field from my house and watched Fred run across the field past my mama's house and up the hill in his yard. He turned, waved and went on towards his house. I turned to go towards my house. I looked down the hill across the one lane dirt road and into the trees. And what I saw there changed me forever. Now, keep in mind, it wasn't dark yet. The sun had just set over the mountains. So probably an hour of daylight left. But in the shadows of the trees, it was dark. In those trees, hunkered down low, I saw this set of glowing red eyes. (gasps) I mean, they glowed red like your brake lights. I practically lived in those woods and knew every part of them. There was nothing that could have accounted for these eyes. So I do what any rational person of seven or eight does. I ran smart yes i ran as fast as my legs would take would carry me i made it across the curve of my driveway and looked back down over the hill at the tree line and out jumps the owner of those eyes what now when i say jumped i mean jumped it jumped the entire road and landed halfway up the hill it did this as casually as bunny hopping along the way i ran even faster didn't know at this point and didn't Didn't know I could at this point, and it went into pursuit. I'm halfway home, and in two or three strides, it almost caught up with me. I looked back, and that's when I saw the size of this thing. This was not a dog. This was not a wolf, or a cat, or a mountain lion, or any other justifiable animal you can think of. This thing on all fours was as tall as me at the time, and I was not a short kid. I was always the tallest in the class, because I can't remember how tall I was back then. I'm going to estimate, based on my grandson's heights now, he's eight, so I was at least four feet tall. It had long, thick, flowing, solid
0: black hair. Ooh, maybe he was using Pantene. (laughs) (laughs) They always make those girls look like they have good hair, but Pantene is not good. Don't use it relevant
1: you know <laughs> imagine a newfoundland with really long hair hair almost dragging to the ground long pointy ears that stood erect a very long snout and those growing red eyes ash i want to draw this included as a pedifa but that's not my skill set so you will just have to use your imagination that's on this. okay am it's <laughs> that's, no worries that's all right so this thing is casually chasing me and I'm casually. running for my life. I have no doubt in my mind that if it wanted, if he had wanted me, it would have gotten me. I finally, by the grace of God, got to the door. I grabbed the screen door handle, but couldn't get it open. I think I forgot to hit the little button open button thingy. So out of sheer fear and an overload of adrenaline, I yanked it so hard. I pulled the latch off, but I got in that door. I slammed the big door shut and ran down the hill. When I was in the safety of the kitchen, I turned and looked back towards the door. Hold on to your butts.
0: Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash wondery and use code wondery for 20% off your first purchase. It
1: was standing on its hind legs looking in the window at me. Maybe
0: it wanted to be your friend.
1: The door was like upper half glass and lower half wood its mouth was open in what i can only describe as a smile and its eyes had flames in them what i heard what sounded like a laugh come out out of its huge drooling mouth its teeth teeth were the biggest teeth i had ever seen even to this day but it was all very canine looking it had its front paws up on the window. I ran into the living room and frantically tell my mom. My story didn't seem to faze dad. He just flipped the page of the paper and resumed reading <laughs> as if I wasn't recounting the most horrific tale of my life. Mom, being the fabulous mom she is, wanted to calm me down and reassure me. So she walked with me to the hallway and we look at the door. It was gone by then, but the muddy smudge of a paw print was there. (gasps) What? I know this is dragging on, but there's more. So my bedroom was on the other side of the house from my parents. I had absolutely no desire to go into that room at night. None at all. But it was a school night and dad had gotten tired of my protests and gave me the look. That's all it took. Off to bed I went. When I walked in my room, I saw a set of glowing red eyes looking in my window. No. I didn't sleep there that night. I snuck into the living room after they went to bed and slept on the couch. So I go to school at recess and I'm talking with my friends. And when one of them says, I know exactly what that was. It was the mulberry black thing. He proceeded to tell me some stories of this mulberry black thing. Yep. His stories were just as terrifying as mine, but at least they were all adults. When I got home from school, I went outside to see if I could find any prints. Now here's the truly weird part the part that lets me know it wasn't a dog. I found prints. Imagine a really, really, really big bear with claws as long as your fingers. But instead of a pad between the toes, there's a giant pig hoof. In perfect step in each print, these prints went from the door all the way around the back of the house to my bedroom window. Oh, my stomach just flipped. The stride and print size were too big for a dog and there was no pigs around here. Since the invention of the internet, I have researched the mulberry black thing, and while I did find a few tales about it, the description of it does not match what I saw that night. I don't know what chased me that evening, and the only conclusion I can come to is a devil or a demon dog. Anyway, that's my story. I have more, so let me know if you want to hear those. Did I mention I still live in the same place and look at those woods every time I go out? I don't sit outside after dark and don't go out after dark if at all possible. I make sure there are lights on outside and motion lights and such just to be on the safe side. So you might just be onto something with fresh air is for dead people. Keep it weird. Take it away, Ash. But not
0: so weird that this happens to you, (laughs) because that's not so weird that you're this dog that uses Pantene. Wow, Em. That is horrifying what? that's so scary
1: any giant thing that like just rears up on its hind legs i'm not into that
0: sounds like the haunting of the bell witch it does with that oh no the weird dog that don't like it. It had two heads i don't like it i hate it i dislike it greatly oh man well is this our last tale I think this is our last tale, this next one. Take it away, last tale. Take it away, last tale. Angels on the wall, ghosts in the shower, and demons at the window. Whoa. So let me preface this by saying that I love you both, and this is going to be a long one, but with quick satisfaction, kind of like a lesbian relationship. accurate it's really funny we were just talking about that we weren't (laughs) so let's begin it all started when i was around five i asked my mom what happened when the earth filled up with too many people (laughs) that's such a five-year-old thing to ask (laughs) it is it's honestly i want to know too that was the night she explained death to me so i'm awesome so i'm tucked in and ready to catch them (laughs) when i see two people on my wall like those oval old-timey photos but it was two people a man with black hair and a woman i closed my eyes and they were there i ran into my parents room and jumped into their waterbed and sloshed my poor parents (laughs) awake fast forward to my new home that i mainly grew up in my parents had a waterbed too (laughs) And you had a perfect. water bed too. That was it was like the same one. And yeah, you slosh people away. You would slosh people away. Remember when your water bed started leaking? Yes, <laughs> it was the worst. Oh, so yucky. Oh, nineties. That's funny. Fast forward <laughs> to my new home that I mainly grew up in. Pretty sure it was a natural doorway because I experienced shit my entire life. Random noises. I zoomed into this too far. Hold on. The shadows and the works. I just got used to it. So when I when I moved to Oklahoma as a team team as a team <laughs> when i moved to oklahoma as a teen young dumb and in love we lived next to a cemetery it was already fairly haunted at this point no she was oh already. i was already <laughs> <Yeah>. fairly haunted <laughs> as at this human. point. a whole as an individual haunted <laughs> and some dark ass noping <laughs> motherfucker was tapping in threes on my window and growling Ooh. needless to say i moved back into my mom's house But not without a guest. Oh. Here comes the ghost in the shower. I would feel someone staring at me while I showered. So one day I got fed up and asked if someone was with me. Water went hot, cold, hot, cold. I calmly and very nakedly told him (laughs) he needed to go. This wasn't a free show. (laughs) Now to wrap this up, we're going to end where we began with the angels. With both my babies, I had a sign of sorts when something big was happening. Trigger warning. My sperm donor was a blazing hot pile of demon shit who abused me. Oh, I'm sorry. My son was three and a half months early as a result, weighing in at one pound, 14.2 ounces when he was born. Wow. Your ex really is a steaming pile of dog shit. Yeah, fuck that. And you're a badass. You're a badass, insane. So is your son. Right? The first time I went into labor at 24 weeks, oh my God, that's, I can't even imagine. I thought I was following, excuse me, I thought I was following Demon Turd into the the bathroom because there was a man with black hair that walked into my mom's bathroom it wasn't my ex It was the man on the wall. Every time something was about to occur with my pregnancy, I saw him. He was warning me. Full body, as human as one could be. Once again, I saw him walk into my mom's bathroom and later that night, my water broke. That gave me chills. That's crazy. Needless to say, I've been haunted my entire life, but have luckily gotten rid of all my demons of the past. Good for you. My husband, who adopted my kiddos, calls me to sage when we hear footsteps upstairs. Oh, I love that. Anywho, that's my long story. Feel free to use my name Megan
1: oh my goodness Megan
0: I really liked that one because I love the idea of like one of my favorite ideas in life is guardian angels like I truly in my personal opinion I think we all have them
1: yeah I think that it's nice to think that there's like some spirit on the other side that like just wants to like this one like this guy was just like hey yeah I'm gonna head in the bathroom it's like how mom. Now something's about to go down. Yeah, like, like that's
0: nice. I love it because so it, nice. it's a good sense of comfort. It is, and it's just like real nice of them yeah like Like, mom's just nice you don't have to do that yeah she always um sees like two like birds outside that she says are nanny and pa oh yeah and then the other day in therapy i was talking about nanny and my therapist stopped me and was like as soon as you started talking about your nanny a bird started chirping i love and then as soon as i stopped it stopped too see and nanny nanny and and
1: pa are my grandparents so they're my mom's parents yeah just so you know just sometimes so you know. when we say nanny people are like are you talking about a nanny like oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. true, true, true. <laughs> but no that's just what we called them yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah because people say that um uh what is it cardinals, cardinals are like loved Someone you coming love. back and i that's like that kind of stuff has happened and i don't know if it's that like effect or not that you're just looking for it so you see them mm. when you want it but.
0: i don't know Cardinal I I, I see twimsical. cardinals like when I need to I yeah. feel like and I think blue jays are supposed to be special too because I've seen blue jays before like some pretty big things
1: hmm, Look at that I like birds uh, I just love birds I yeah. love dinosaurs really
0: that's just where I am I think I changed my mind actually cuz I don't think I used to like birds no, you and didn't. now
1: I really like birds Yeah you're into dinosaurs
0: suddenly Yeah there you go. You're so weird. <laughs> That's true. They're
1: dinosaurs. I know they did. They we'll originated, originated there, from They're dinosaurs.
0: Elena's daughters, right now, are fucking obsessed. They That's watch true. the show Dino Dana, and Dino Dana's out here teaching everybody Dino more than I Dana ever learned in school. Is where it's at. She's adorable, too. And the
1: whole beginning of the show is just like all these dinos appearing, and then she goes, Dino, Dino! dino dana and every time they say it i'm like hell yeah let's
0: get it dino dana Uh,
1: yeah dino dana the other day
0: the girls (laughs) were watching tv in the living room and me and elena were just like shooting the shit (laughs) in the kitchen and i was like i really like that show she was like, yeah? I was like, yeah, it's pretty awesome. (laughs) pretty good. I'm like, look. So if your
1: kids are really into dinosaurs and they're looking for something, Dino is like the shit. There's also a Dino Dan, I believe. There is. I think it's like her little brother or something like that. But it's cute. And it's very,
0: very educational. And informative. Just letting you know, they know a lot of shit about dinosaurs now. Look at us delivering not only spooky stories, but parental guidance. You're welcome. And you know what? While we're on the subject, let me just end
1: this out on... This show called Emily's Wonder Lab (laughs) is not getting renewed, I don't think, for season two. And let me tell you, I'm pissed. Netflix, what is up? Emily's Wonder Lab is. Emily's Wonder Lab. It's amazing. It's the, first of all, the whole season one. I know we were totally off topic, but I'm. It's the end. So you already got everything you needed. You You don't have to stay. You don't want to listen. But if you have kids, listen. Because Emily's Wonder Lab, the whole first season, it was her, Emily who was nine months pregnant at the time, Mm -hmm. like wildly pregnant, doing science experiments with kids. And she's brilliant. She's adorable. She's funny. It's fun to watch. Like makes it easy to understand.
0: And my kids were like enthralled by Mm -hmm. her. And she does like experiments that you can recreate at home. Like we did a bunch of them.
1: Exactly. And she's got like a TikTok page too, where she does experiments for kids. And I'm literally going to look up her name right now so that I can tell you her full name because I forgot. I think it's Callandrelli. calandrelli emily calandrelli shout out so to you follow her and i'm really pissed because i don't she announced the other day on twitter that she doesn't think season two will be renewed because they didn't get an emmy
0: but isn't there a petition but there's a petition sign and if you it. go to
1: her twitter page it's there
0: i'm just saying go guys. watch emily's wonderlab and those perhaps shows, sign the thing
1: yeah and it's one of those shows that you're like really that's not gonna get renewed. Like we're gonna renew all these stupid ass shows that don't teach kids
0: anything, but we're not gonna renew this like really valid and valuable one. That's how I feel about Good Girls, except for the part where it teaches kids stuff because yeah. you probably shouldn't have your kids watch that. Yeah, but, that's definitely like totally different. But like, but it didn't I feel get like... <laughs> renewed for another season, and it should have.
1: But Emily only got one season, and I'm here to say that is a travesty. It, it is so. a travesty,
0: and Emily's cool. She like wanted to go to space and shit. She did. She was ready to go to space. So yeah. follow so her. So these listener Calen- tales, Emily calendar go check her out. Yeah, these Listener Tales were fun, and that's our friend that we need you to help out who doesn't know that she's our friend. <laughs> yeah, but we're friends, Emily. And we let's s- be sad about good girls, everyone that yeah. likes that show. We and Emily have spent a lot of time together, and she just doesn't know it. So A lot of time. <laughs> Me too.
1: But yeah, guys, this is Listener Tales, so it's wacky and crazy. And, and we love you guys. We love you guys and keep sending them in because hot damn, they get better every single time we do so them. so good. They're so much fun. They're such a nice little, like... Palette cleanser yeah between like gnarly cases when drew's not around they're also terrifying they're some of them are like
0: really fucked up but they're hilarious and also spooky and fun i love them so i think it's everything i always have a great time when i'm sitting me on too. this couch with you listener tailing it makes me happy also i love this couch i do too Yes. so thanks guys bye, bye. Follow Morbid on the Wondery app, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to episodes early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. If you're listening to this podcast, then chances are good you are a fan of The Strange, Dark, and Mysterious. And if that's true, then you're in luck.